This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstiles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by First World Collectibles, if you're into nerd culture, if you're into sports memorabilia, if you're into wrestling memorabilia, please visit firstrow.ca. Use promo code THEPODCAST20 to receive 20% off. They got everything from signed comic books, signed sports memorabilia from any of the major sports leagues out there. Same thing with wrestling. They got it. Best thing is they ship worldwide even better. They update daily. So please visit them at firstrow.ca. If you're looking for the best supplements and CBD products, Please visit LegacySubs.com, use promo code THEPODCAST to receive 10% off. They got everything from sleep aid to muscle building, anything you need or want that makes you feel great, makes you look great, they got it. They are Legacy Sports Nutrition at LegacySubs.com. If you're into video games and books, please visit BossFightBooks.com for great books on classic video games. You'll find titles like Metal Gear Solid, Splunky, World of Warcraft, and so many others. Everything you see on their website is available in paperback and ebook format. So please check them out at BossFightBooks.com. And if you want to support me directly, you can visit my merchandise store at ePublic.com or scroll down on today's device. It's embedded right there in the description. Click on that link. Takes you right to the merchandise store. I got everything from t-shirts to hoodies to travel mugs. Anything you need or want, it is literally there. But the easiest thing, the freest thing, the best thing to support the show is rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. Most specifically, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So this week's guest is a stand-up comedian and writer whom you've seen on the CBC, Breakfast Television, Yuck Yucks, and Roast Battle Canada to name just a few. You can also catch him performing on the Brown Bag Comedy Tour. The Tobago Slim himself, (laughs) John Paul. (laughs) Thank you, Steve. Um, Yeah, man, it's a pleasure to be here. This is great. I'm I'm extra excited since you informed me that uh, I am your first in-studio guest since the pandemic. I don't, uh, this is a special one. I'm a bit nervous, tell you the truth. It's been a while, like I said. I'm not used to the in-person interaction. I've been comfortable with the on-screen. Tell you the truth, if the rest of my podcast career was just doing it over a screen, I would not complain, honestly. Yeah, we, can, we can make this the first and the last. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm, a, I'm open to being that exclusive. That's our exclusive on Dope. Oh, that's that awesome. Thank you very much again for being here. Much appreciated, my friend. Okay, let's get it off the bat first. Yeah. Comedian, stand-up, writer. How'd you get into the world of comedy, my friend? Um, you know, like the old, the old pimp and hoe thing. He's like, you know, the game chose me. You know what I mean? I've, I've always, it's always something that I've, I've been into, you know, even as a small child. So, um, and then, you know, uh, I had the pleasure of growing up in an era of great comedians from, you know, the Priors and the Steve Martins and, and, you know, before he turned into a Game of Thrones character, uh, Bill Cosby. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I know, it's so sad because he has such good material and you just... Carlin, you know. It's like what we're going through now with Kanye. Now everything is just gone. Like, Kanye is erased. Everyone's throwing out their fucking 
fucking Yeezys. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, I, I never bought those ugly shits anyway. <laughs> Me neither. So I was never they into ugly, that. Man. They were they, Not they were ugly. They are they ugly. They are ugly. But again, I stopped really liking sneakers unless they were classic sneakers. Like, I, I don't like what, how basketball shoes look. And I used to you, love wearing today. basketball shoes and tennis sneakers. And sure. Tennis sneakers are probably the only ones I really wear, like, for actual tennis. But basketball shoes, I, uh, I don't like them. Not today. I have to no, go. I'm always like with them. the classic Jordans. Yeah. That's it. That's all I wear. I refuse yeah. to wear anything else. Correct. It's like, uh, yeah, right? You know what I mean? Because it's clean. It's classy. It looks good. So, but, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> uh, but I've, I've, I've always been into comedy. I've always been a fan of comedy. And uh, I've always been a student of comedy, okay. you know, even even before I knew that's what I was going to be, even though deep down I think I knew that's what it was going. You know what I mean? Unless, and there was no, there were no glaring obstacles in my way other than parents' disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's how it went down, and and uh, I kind of, sort of had a clear path to the, and I went for it, man, and I'm still here. Oh, that's awesome! But you grew up in Trinidad, right? I grew up everywhere, bro. I oh, grew up uh, born in Trinidad. Okay. And Tobago. Because Tobagonians take that very personally. <laughs> they do. Really no like, one ever says it. Everyone yeah, who says, oh, you're Trini, you're yeah, Trini, and that's no, it. Man. You know what I mean? I, I, I respect the Tobago people. Because <laughs> okay, Tobago, <good. laughs> like, as, as much as I'm a Trinidadian, uh, Tobago as an island is, a, is probably the world's best kept secret. Oh, wow. As far as islands go. Okay. You know what I mean? And even when people do go to Tobago, they only congregate on one part. Of, and I know nobody cares about this, <laughs> but this, I, I'm passionate about this. Do it. Uh, everybody kind of hangs out in the one area of Tobago, but if you travel around, you realize sure. like how, you know, um, beautiful and secluded and pretty much unspoiled, man. And, and there are very few places in the world I find that you can go today and it's still unspoiled from the outside world. You know so what what's mean? a typical Trinidadian Tobagan dish? Um, Palau. What's that? Palau is uh, <laughs> Palau is basically rice. Okay. Uh, rice boiled down with coconut milk. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, you can either put chicken, uh, boneless chicken, chicken with bone, sure. uh, beef, okay. um, uh, chopped carrots, peas, uh, pigeon peas. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, and then you put a pepper in it, and you and then you let it simmer down, and 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 again, oh, wow. the, the, what I love about right. uh, what I love about my country is it's it's a beautiful little country, and and that's just basically like old slave food. You know what I mean, <laughs> but it, it was to, to sustain because they of only course. they only give you so much, and it's like how do we stretch rice? <laughs> it's true rice and, and, and for and so many other chicken. cultures yeah, yeah. like because so. my wife's ecuadorian it's corn so they stretch Correct. out corn and use Correct. corn for everything yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah, i yeah. totally understand that for sure but paylao i still love paylao you eat that with uh uh we call it zaboca it's supposed to be okay. french for avocado okay a slice of avocado some <laughs> sure. coleslaw and yeah man Oh, that's, so, that doesn't sound too bad, actually. Callaloo's pretty good. Macaroni pie, which is... Uh, Callaloo always yeah, brings yeah. me back, speaking of Cosby Show, because that episode... Correct. The cook comes in there and he's go. making... Ca- and it was... Yeah, because he was he a... He was tr- from Trini. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's right. all it all yeah. ties together. I love Callaloo. <laughs> I love Callaloo as a, as a gravy, because you could pour it over rice or... Oh, wow. Or um, provision, which is basically like plantains and cassava yeah, yeah. and stuff. Or you can uh, drink it, is it, eat it or drink it as a soup. Oh, Callaloo wow. soup is always good. Yeah. There you go. So. Would have known. Okay, so where else have you traveled in? You said you were not only in Trini, where, where else have you bounced uh, around? Sudbury, that's it. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> but yeah, born in Trini, and then we moved to Toronto. And then um, I was here for a, a good chunk of a while. And okay. then, um, then my dad, uh, my parents were like, let's go back and support the country. And they returned to uh, get jobs and, and move back to Trinidad. And, you know, it, so my parents were like saying, no, I'm not going. You know what I mean? You know, it's so, exactly So far it's worked out okay with, uh, you know, it's having crazy. a house and food and yeah, yeah. clothes and stuff. So I went and uh, went to school there. and then Oh, so you actually did go to school? Yeah, there. man. Oh, yeah. wow. I wrote uh, something called Common Entrance, which is like okay. a, a British a British uh, education thing. So you okay. write this, this test, this nationwide test, and then it tells you what schools, what high schools that you go to and all that kind of right, stuff. Right, right higher your score, the better the high school, the more chance you have of succeeding in sure. life and stuff. But that didn't matter because I just wanted to be a comedian. So, <laughs> so all that was moot point. So it was cool. And oh, then, uh, then moved back to Toronto and uh, did a, a f- 
yeah, just moved back to Toronto and kind of been here ever since. You know what I mean? Just chilling and heading back home every now and then. Oh, because that's hilarious because my parents did the exact same thing too. They decided to, when I graduated high school, okay, we're moving back to Portugal. Let's go. <laughs> Picked up everything. My dad started working that's there dope. and everything. But I only lasted a year and I ended up coming back. Did they stay? Yeah, they stayed. But yeah, then man, that's great. two years later, they came back as well. Which is funny because my parents uh, at one point, when I j- kind of just quit my job and said I was going to do comedy, right. I don't know if it was a direct result, but they were like, fuck it, we're out. And then they, <laughs> and they, and they, went, they went back to Trinidad. I guess they were just like, we're not supporting you. I was going to say, right? We're not supporting your bullshit. And then, no, I'm kidding. But they moved back on their own, and, and uh, you know, which, which was great, you know. So at least I knew I still had a connection. And I still do have a connection because I have like cousins and sure. friends and all that kind of good stuff. So, you know what I mean? I still consider it home as well. So where was the first place you performed? Was it here? Was it somewhere else? It was in Toronto. Oh, okay. It was in Toronto in high school. Oh, that far back. But it was... uh, (laughs) Was it like a talent show or something? Kind of. So I went to a Catholic high school. Sure, so did I. Yeah, so they were raising Share Life. They were raising funds. Okay. And uh, Lip Sync, Amp Blue in the auditorium. Um, No music can play. The mic was working. And my friends, who I'd been funny around forever, were like, it's your big chance! And, like, what are you <laughs> and then, uh, then I told jokes, and then one of the teachers uh, was like, you should go to Yuck Yucks. Seriously? Uh, oh, wow. Uh, I didn't even know what Yuck Yucks was at that point. That's so, true, right? Yeah. That's something you don't real, so it's realize school, until after. I know, because yeah. I didn't realize how Yuck Yucks until I was much older, like yeah. in my 20s. I think I was in like grade 11, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't think I was even in grade 12 yet. So did you ever have the fear of performing or anxiety or anything? Or you I, always... didn't, I didn't. I didn't know what I was doing. Oh. <laughs> I, I didn't know what I was doing. Like, I mean, I knew what stand up looked like. Yeah. I knew what stand up supposed to look like. Sure. And I knew I could recite jokes. Okay. Yeah, you know I mean, so. Sure, sure. Um, and then I don't even know what possessed me because I, I, I tried to. Well, I wrote jokes or premises that I thought were funny. Okay. You know, when I was in high school. Sure. Not really thinking I would ever really, truly get the chance like that. And then, so I was telling these jokes that, uh, cleaning up Eddie Murphy's act. <laughs> and then uh, I would slide some of my stuff in and some of them work uh, and some of them not. And, and, okay. I, and I think that was also part of the uh, the spark that was like, hey man, you know what I mean? I just didn't know where to go or what to do or how to go about it. So Sure. And then, yeah. and then it comes on actually. You know the thing I always think about sometimes? There's cover bands. Why isn't there cover comedians? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, Man. you know the joke's coming, but if That's you have... Funny. Like, think about that, right? It's actually pretty funny. Like, you know what the music is, and you're still going to go watch it. So why not know about the joke and still go watch it? Because you enjoy it that a, much. I'm going to go hit a startup. <laughs> <laughs> right? Cover comics. <laughs> and then, like you said, then you slide in a little bit yeah, of your own shit every cover. once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> And you just have classic, like, old school shit that maybe even people funny. haven't heard of. Like, I'd, back from the 70s. Because yeah, people going to clubs now are, what, in their 20s, right? They, they don't no know that clue. shit. They have no clue, man. Like, I remember going to Dubai and okay. I forget which comedian, old school comedian I asked about. First of all, I was like, how old are you? And they're like, uh, 22. And I'm like, do you know blah, blah, blah? And, they're, and they they asked Nothing them, enough. like, I, I wanted them to, you know, create a radioactive. Uh, they were just staring at me. <laughs> I'm like, no clue, huh? And they're like, no. Shit. I'm like, all right. It's TikTok stars. That's what yeah. that's what comedians are now. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Fucking YouTube influencers are boxing actual, you know, <sighs> retired fucking athletes. Like, what world are we living in? And making a killing. Are you... Like, Highest well, ranked dude, paid boxer it's, of this year or last year. Like is, Jake? Is the Paw Brothers, yeah. yeah. One or the other. I can't remember which Jake one. Jake and, and Fuckhead? Yeah. <laughs> Jake and fuckhead Paul. Oh my god, but that's how it is now. It's 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 crazy. So embarrassing like, to have the same last name. <laughs> well, okay, how about that? Why do you have two first names, my friend? Like, let's go down and jump Paul. <laughs> Yo, take that up with my fucking parents, bro. <laughs> I just had to swim to the egg. That was it. And the other thing that always comes to mind, too, is being a Seinfeld fan, that infamous episode of The Runner, Jean-Paul. his name is Jean-Paul, and he's from Trinidad as well. Jean-Paul, Jean-Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I had so many people. Is it you? I'm like, no. Imagine. I don't even know Seinfeld. Oh, my God. But if it was you, you aged beautifully, my friend. Thank you. (laughs) Right? Thank you very much. Brazilian stem cells, everyone. Oh, my God. So how about this? What's been like your worst moment on stage? 
worst moment on stage? Oh, I can tell you what one of them was. Uh, I was riding high for a while, okay. having great times, and then I had to go to do this uh, New York comedy festival. And again, I was fresh in the game, okay. you know, but thanks to Kenny Robinson and the Nubian show giving me confidence to be able to tell my stories and shit. Shout out to my man, Kenny Robinson. You should have him on this. He's go. this fucking, he's a, a, a deep well of just knowledge and comedy. He's awesome. Um, so I'd gone to New York and uh, I had to do like old material. Okay. So I had to come, so the night I got back, so I was in New York at the Apollo oh, wow. the night before, okay. flew in from New York into the Nubian show, okay. and I had been doing the Nubian show, but it was always new material. Oh. But because I was in New York and they had never seen me, it was like, yo man, greatest hits, are you kidding me? Right. So it was like, greatest hits, greatest hits, greatest hits, greatest hits, greatest hits. <laughs> And then I get back uh, from New York, and Kenny's like, JP back from New York. So, you know, and everybody's like, oh, JP. And then uh, then I was telling old jokes, and then they just weren't having it. And then I just couldn't get them back. It was really. That must be like the worst feeling. It was funny because, you know, it was one of those like diva shit. It was like, I was just in New York. Berating oh, the audience. Oh my god! Yeah, shit happens, man. Yeah. Well, it's true. And again, I don't know how it is to bomb like live. Because at least with this, if I bomb here, I could edit it out so no one listens to it. But it's like being on stage and seeing it happen in real time. Man, like, no fuck. one fucking bats a thousand. Well, it's true, but still, when it happens, it's still like every time you strike out, it still hurts. Yeah, but I, I, if 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 the reason I strike out is because my technique is bad, ah, uh, okay, then, that makes sense. Then I at least want to be able to, you know, evaluate what the fuck it is that I might have done. Sure, you know what I mean. So the next time I don't do that shit again, you know what I mean. So if I know I'm going away somewhere and I got to come back to a show, make sure that when you come back, that this material is waiting. And what you were doing over here is complete. You know what I mean? Just just learn little fucking well, things. And that's the thing. Like, back in the day, you could get away with that. Like you said, yeah. playing your greatest hits. Because there's no internet. There's, like, Correct. no same audiences. But even now, with your brown bag tour, like, do you do that greatest hits thing? Or do you, like eat, like you said, each town has its own, like, sort I think of... each town kind of has its own thing. Okay. And, and what I like most about what I'm starting to realize, and I can't speak for Ron, um, Jossel, you know, my, my brother in arms and my, you know co-feature on the brown bag tour um it's probably the first time that i've been aware okay. that it's my show mm-hmm. like it's my show and ron's show sure. but you're coming to see me and instead of me just doing the same old thing that would work anywhere i'm going to talk how like i would talk to me if i was in the audience that makes sense because i've got all this shit in here that i never get to to fucking say because I got to make everyone else feel comfortable. Mm. Now it's like, fuck that. You're going to <laughs> do your best to get on this vibration. Because sure. then why the fuck am I doing my own show? If I can't be my own self. That makes a lot of sense. You know? So that's that's the most fun. And I, and I find over the last few shows a shit ton of new stuff. Because I don't want to do the old stuff anymore. I wanted to try all this new sure. stuff out. And I, I enjoy the energy. You know, I still like my old shit. But I'm like, man, this is... This is fun. This is, you know, and people are coming out again. So that also adds to the, uh, to the, the, the energy of wanting to give them new shit and do new shit and stuff. No, so of course. And great. again, as a comic, you guys, like the entertainment business suffered a lot during COVID, obviously. Correct. And to come back and seeing the fans again, just, and I think more people are coming out than more ever before, right? Because everyone man. was just either realized that, yeah. you know, the, end could, the world could end any moment or have whatever. Right? An appreciation, like... I, when I went to, uh, so I had to do a spot <clears throat> at uh, the downtown Yucks, and okay. right across the alley is uh, the corner, and 99% of the time, you know, a good chunk of my comic friends and peers are over there, and I went over to see one of the friends I hadn't seen in a long, long time, and uh, the most heartwarming thing about that, on top of seeing my friend, was seeing regular people come out they weren't a niche mm. crowd they weren't like uh ooh, we stumbled upon this place sure like they were coming out specifically to see comedy That's awesome. and it wasn't you know the big brand yucks or the big brand absolute or you sure. know what i mean like and even when you go to comedy bar and you see people and then you go to the back door and you see people yep. and you know what i mean and, and and even when mike does his show mike rita does his show you know it's 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 packed so it it's it's a great feeling 
and it's so far it's light and I like that and it's allowing everybody to kind of spread their wings and do their thing so it's a good it from a shitty time it feels like a good time right now so let's just hope now the keyboard warriors don't come back in full force either because it seems like they've calmed down a little bit now but they can do like, whatever the fuck they want man but again, as a, a, a performer yourself, do you find, you, you said you had to sometimes perform for the audience, do you find yourself toning shit down because you don't want to so-called get cancelled or labeled as something? No. My, my rule of thumb for me in relation to that, I'm not going to say shit just to be contrary. Sure. If I'm going to fucking tell a joke that could potentially have stir somebody else up, mm. it's got to be a joke that I'm willing to die on that hill for. Mm. I got to truly fucking believe what it is that's coming out of my mouth. As opposed to, I'm just going for the laugh. Sure. You know what I mean? And I don't want to just go for the laugh. No, no. Like, <laughs> fuck it. If you're going to laugh, I want you laughing for real. So um, that's how I decide. That's my rule of thumb. It's if, if, if this ain't worth my fucking hassle just because I'm trying to fucking pull a gag, then fuck it. Just, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, no, of course. And obviously you also write too, of course. And, mm-hmm. you know, you do a lot of shit on the side, but... One thing you're known for now, especially in the city of Toronto, for a little over a year, you're on breakfast television, my friend. How the hell did you become... That is the strangest, strangest progression to that level. Uh, So, uh, years and years ago, this is how long I've been around in the game, years and years ago, Elvira Kurt used to have a show called Pop Culture. Oh, I know that show. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I was on that show for, I, I, I did some stuff back then. Okay. You know, it wasn't a whole lot, but I did enough to to have a relationship with a lot of the guys on the crew. And what I love about this business is behind the scenes. Like if someone's okay. like an AD or an assistant producer or or even a fucking person who sets up the, the craft table or whatever. Sure. Eventually they get older and eventually they apply for different jobs. Sure, right? they move up. Yeah, yeah. everything's you know? entry. Because that's not your world. But then when you get pulled into that world, you're like, oh shit, so-and-so's a first AD? Like, you know, <laughs> what? For real? Hey, what's that? Right? You know, so one of the younger segment wow. producers... Uh, by the name of Rob Hines. Okay. Shout out to my man Rob Hines, because uh, without him, none of this would be possible. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking like a, my mom talks about God. <laughs> without God, none of this would be possible. Um, so Rob had to cover... I met him way back in the day, and we've always kind of kept in touch, and he's bumped into it and worked on him on another project. Sure. And uh, he was covering um, one of the, the, the head segment producer um, on maternity leave. Okay. And this is when everything was still on Zoom, and they and Breakfast Television gotcha. was doing their interviews on Zoom. So right. they had a they had a segment that they were doing about Megan and Harry, okay. and he called me. and He's like, "Hey, would you be interested in being, you know, the comedic <laughs> portion of? Because they had a, a royal uh, expert okay. who was into the royals, and sure. Sid and Dina, the hosts of, of Breakfast Television. Yeah, and uh, I did a little bit of you know, work, homework before, so when I came on, it wasn't trying to freestyle it on top of the dome it. Sure. And threw out some references, Sid dug it, they asked me to do another one, asked awesome. me to do another one. Um, they were really enjoying it, and then when time came, which would have been September of 2021, okay. um, th- they hit me up and they're like, hey, would you be interested in being live on location? And I just thought it was like a one-time thing. Right. And then it went well. I don't know. I still don't know what I'm doing. And then, and, uh, then they brought me back. And they brought me back again. And they, and, and they now they're like, we, we love what you do and we'll keep doing it. I got to do one tomorrow. So from whenever the date is said that we recorded this, uh, yeah, man, I got to do another one tomorrow. So it's been great. Oh my god! Yeah, that's one thing. I I don't know how you do it. Again, you have to wake up early to be on that, and you do comedy at night. Yeah. And do you even sleep? Like, what's going on? I do, on? man. I, uh, you know what I I do now because I don't get as much sleep at night as I would like. Okay. Because if I don't have BTS, I got I still got to wake the kids up to get oh, ready for school. Oh, okay, so, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so I nap now. I, oh I, I, shit! Yeah, I'm I'm very self-contained, and it don't even need to be long. I don't need a, an hour. I don't need 45. Sure, sure. Always, if I can get it and I have it, I'll take it. But if you give me a good 20 minute nap, man, I'm good to go, baby. Oh I'm my good god! To go. and then, yeah, I don't know. And I crash. I still don't know how you do it, but anyway, but it does look like you are having a blast from what I've seen. Like, oh, thank you. You got to cover the season opener of the Raptors. <laughs> you went to Screamers. Hung out with like, the Raptor, man. You know what I mean? Like, so what's been your favorite on location so far that you've done with them? Ooh, man, there's been so many, man. Um, 
I would, you know what? I'll probably say the Raptor one. Okay. And the reason I'll say the Raptor one is because I'm a Toronto kid. And and the sure. fact that I got to be, I got to see what the court and the arena looked like, the first home opener, season opener for the Raptors, you know. And, I know and I'm well. still riding, I don't care what any, you'll never be able to take the championship away. <laughs> um, and so to be there and see all the shirts you know, on all the seats for all the people oh, that were coming and sure. them shining the court and, oh, you know, and then, so then crazy. I was doing the, the thing, the segment with the Raptor, right. um, who off camera doesn't shut the fuck up. But, uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Imagine though. <laughs> I was going to say, poor guy yeah. or her, cause you know, in the past mascots have been female as well, yeah. but it's he, like he was cool though. He was mad cool. He was he was mad. Can you cool. imagine? Because they don't get to speak to anyone, and, and then as soon as they take off the head, he's, like, he's got a clap and shit. <laughs> so, uh, and then yeah, while we were doing yeah. our thing, the players started oh, to you know slowly walk on for their you know early practice and shit like that. So okay. you know, as a Toronto kid, it was great. But I had a lot of good ones. I got to zip line across you know this tiny little lake and oh, wow. and um, you know uh, I, I got to stay in the woods in this reflective cabin okay. so that so it looks like it's immersed with nature oh it's like an invisible house I correct think they call it, right? yeah and you're in there yeah. and then when you're in it's like i, I don't know i'm a, i'm going to say pine wood but it's okay. all some kind of like wood so you it's it's like a, a sensory uh oh, experience right so you can smell the thing oh, and it's right. very minimalist and it's and, a running water though Yes. Okay, then I can and do then it. And <laughs> then there's a giant bed, okay. and it just, it's just one window, one giant window in front of you, and, oh, it, awesome. and it looks out into the forest. Right. So because it's an invisible house, you feel immersed with the... Exactly. You know, and it was just me, and, oh. and it was it was great, but it was terrifying. I, I couldn't get my mind... I just kept thinking someone's going to kill me, man. That's, a, that's how good TV is. I'm it's not, so true. I'm always like... You I, know like I don't even think Jason's Canadian. You know what's hilarious? Because of movies and TV, I always face a door because of me all too. the mafia movies. Yeah, because you too. always need to know if well, you either need to go or if you need to start. You know what's like, funny? <laughs> I, I, I love that your reference are mafia movies. Mine is Malcolm X. Malcolm said, <laughs> I always know when the white man walk in. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, sure. it's so funny. All that. How, okay, you said that one was one of your scariest. Is there one where they give you the assignment and you're like, fuck, I don't really want to do this at all? Uh, you know what? No, man. You know why? Because it's it's all I'm getting to see shit I wouldn't normally get to see. Oh, I'll tell you what the other coolest one, and then uh, I'll go back to the, sure. the this question, of course, because uh, there's been so many. Um, they allowed me to interview the the guy who curated and and I guess is the director for the Bob Marley experience oh, that, they, that they brought to Toronto. And I got to see it before it opened, like before oh. anybody fucking walked in. And, awesome. and I got to interview uh, Sadea Marley, his daughter, and talk oh, wow. to her about her dad, you know, like just fucking That's crazy. Bob Marley. So um, being in there gave me a proper goosebumps because I'm a huge Marley guy. Sure. Um, not just music, but just him. To me, he's, he's, he's like right? Aristotle and Socrates and... And he has that cool ass voice and shit, you know. So, I know, right? You know, I felt, I felt, it was great. It, it felt like a sense of reverence inside there, and it was just dope, wow. man. Great vibrations. So, yeah, man. I could only imagine. Yeah. But outside of that, I'm, I'm just really super happy. I've been got to go to the CN Tower. I was gonna say, like uh, heights don't fear you. Obviously, how about animals? If they make you go to a zoo and be like in the pit with the alligators or something, you know, like, what, you know what I mean? I want to be able. <laughs> Not just for my kids. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that cliche. Okay. But uh, I want to try shit because I don't know when I'll ever get asked to do this again. And that and, is and, true. and why be a bitch about it? You know what I mean? It's like yo, if they're putting you in that position, it can't you know be that bad. You know what I mean? That's, it and, shouldn't be that bad. And especially nowadays, where anyone will do anything behind you if you don't do it, right? Correct. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's true. Too. Um, it's allowing me to 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 do shit that I never would have imagined. I'd get the chance to do you know what i mean how about swearing on tv has anything slipped how hard is that because naturally talking you say shit say like you know what i mean i um (laughs) i'm very aware oh okay i'm I'm very aware because uh it's but it's it's tough like it's tough not to walk in somewhere and be like fuck this is nice (laughs) right this is fucking oh (laughs) sorry sorry um but uh i haven't i haven't i haven't felt the need to uh you know 
uh, I, I put on my my breakfast television guy, you know, persona. So, but yeah, it's it's weird, but it's fun. And then now, how do you enjoy being on front of the TV? Because, like you said, you've written and everything. So now, being live on air, would you rather have a role in front or behind the TV? If you had a so, choice? it's funny you were talking about the pandemic and Zoom and all that kind of okay. stuff. That's what made me comfortable. I never enjoyed on any level being in front of the camera. Oh, like never. Like okay, I'm, I'm okay. not even a fan of. <laughs> this is going to sound ironic. <laughs> I'm not even a fan of people staring at me when I'm performing stand up. But that's the whole fucking concept, they right? Have to, is they right? have to face you. I know. You know? So, um, <laughs> when the pandemic hit, I didn't want to lose my mind, so I just created stuff to do. Like okay. Zoom was a big thing, so I was I, had, right. I was doing a Zoom podcast as well called The Kitchen Table okay. uh, with a, a friend of mine in Trinidad and Tobago named Hans Defentalo, who's an, wow. a, an excellent drummer um, with his family band, Kess the Band. And uh, we were just interviewing our friends, you know what I mean? And I've, I've, I got to interview um, Finesse Mitchell and and uh, sure. uh, Gina Yashere, Russell Peters, um, and some of our some of our uh, our countrymen, um, you know, from Trinidad and Tobago that are huge, you know, huge uh, international stars as gotcha. well. You know? yeah, yeah. So it was it was we had a lot of really fucking cool guests, which was was cool, and that got me comfortable. Because uh, I was like, oh, you don't look like a complete jackass on screen. and Right. So when it finally started to happen, I, I wasn't all weirded out by it. And it's like, just, just fucking own it until someone tells you no. Let's just go forward. Now, do you prefer being yourself or do you want to have like a role in, like, in a sitcom or something? What would be easier for you, you think? I would prefer to be myself because I like me. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I, I just, would hope so. <laughs> I just don't know how well everyone else likes me. Right. But I like me, and I, you know, but um, I would love to be, if I was going to be on a sitcom, I'd want to be on, I'm a fan of ensemble comedies. Okay, sure. Like the Frasers, the, you know. Where it's not just one main star, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Cheers and, and all, all that kind of, those kind of, you know. Those great, great uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, and you know, um, the Office is the great Office, too. Uh, Community, favorite. you know, like shit like that. Right. Um, fuck, even now, I'm a huge fan of uh, Abbott Elementary by Quinta Brunton. Which oh wow, is fucking, okay. I think, it's heard a, of it. I think it's ABC. It's so good. Oh, I don't have cable. Yeah, Sorry, it's so good. <laughs> so if I, I, I would love to be a part of a, a team like that. I love okay. playing on a team. So if I was going to be on a sitcom, I wouldn't necessarily want to be like. The just the only person sure. who's trying to be the comedic lead by myself, I'd or rather. or how about like the comedic relief in like a drama or something? I wouldn't mind that either. Oh, I wouldn't mind okay. that either. That's how I actually feel about my role on Breakfast Television. But it's true though because yeah. it's not I, a comedic show. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean. It's still technically yeah. news. JP, right? go run a post route. And then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> touchdown! And like, all right, sit down for the next. Yeah, I mean, how about like sketch, like something like in Living Color or SNL or something? I would just because I love comedy and I'd like okay. to try it. I don't know how good I would be at it. I kind of do sketch TV now on a on a TV show called Sketchy TV, mm. and we uh, it's like um, it's like SNL. Uh, Daily Show and uh, Weekend Update fucked and had a baby. Oh my god! So it's like <laughs> it's like Trevor Noah Daily Show shit off the top with a couple of news hits. Okay, okay. And then uh, a segment, and then a couple sketches, and then I, sure. you know, that kind of thing. So um, I've enjoyed doing that because we've been doing that since January, and it's now November, and we do it like every. We've been doing it every week for pretty much like thirty something weeks. You know, wow. so that's awesome. It, it just the um. Just the experience of doing that is has changed so much for me comedically, even on stage and shit. So it's been great, you know. That's all. okay. Obviously, roast battle Canada, my friend. <laughs> You've also been on TV more than once than we've mentioned. And okay, how about this? I didn't want to be on roast battle, which is funny. So, so okay, let's leave with that. Go go. So I'll ask they, my other question after. So that. when they initially asked me, "Hey, JP, uh, do you want to be on roast battle?" Uh, this is season one, and I'm like, uh, you know how old I am, right? And I'm like, this is so not my show, so not my demographic. And it's not that I don't like Rose Battles, I just don't think anybody wants to see a fucking father of two, 
Yeah, yeah right. but again, you don't look your age, and I think roasts are more like our generation because the youngins oh, yeah, can't take it. And shit. Yeah, like you know what I mean? Like, like your mama joke. I was just gonna say that yeah, exact yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah. Like imagine doing yeah, your mama or yeah. your yeah. nowadays you can't say fat because that's another people that are off the table to make fun of, and it's like you can't say like anything. And so yeah. I would think it's more our generation, but well, the youngins are watching roast battle. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, that's their okay. thing, man. That's good. Then. So when they asked me, I was like, "Nah, I'm good." Okay. And then, uh, <laughs> then Keith Pedro was like, "Hey, JP, you doing uh, you doing roast battles?" And I was like, uh, "No." And I'm like, and "Same thing I just told you." I'm like, "It's not my thing." And, he, and then he told me how much they were paying. Right. And I'm like, "You know what? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna call you back. I gotta send an email." <laughs> that's hilarious. Hey, you guys. And then, uh, that's, and then they're like, yeah, sure, we got a spot because everything closed up. So I was like, fuck it, I'll take it. At that point, at that price, I'll take it. And oh, my God. Yeah, but you... I got to do a, a second season, which was great. And it's crazy because you said you know, that, that's not your thing, but I think, like, I watched it. You were awesome on it. Like, you know <laughs> Thanks, what I mean? Man. And I've seen your other stuff. Like, yeah. speaking of Mike Rita, I was there at the 420 Just for Laughs. That's so dope. At the Paradise. And, yeah, that was awesome. Free joints for everyone. Yeah. Thank you, Mike Rita. Really appreciate it. And, again, friend of the show, obviously. And, like... I didn't see anything like roast related. So for you to pull off that, like, did you write everything? Was everything on yeah, the no, fly? Yeah, no, I write. Okay, uh, okay. I, I write and then I just add a little flavor to it. You know, uh, I like writing. I enjoy writing. Okay. And uh, and and because it was given an assignment to do, and it's like, all right, fuck it, let's let's have fun with it. And I got my ass beat in season one by uh, by by Salma Salma Hayek, and. Uh, <laughs> uh, not Salma Hayek. What am Can't I talking be Salma about? Hayek. No. I thought, oh I thought you had an inside joke with her. No, I'm like, what the uh, hell? Fucking. Uh, I can't remember either. Don't she's worry. She's doing great now. She's killing. She's opening for um, Chelsea Handler. I think I know who you're talking about. I'm horrible with names too. Don't worry about it. Because I had one of my roasts was uh, I called her. You're more like Salma Hayek. Oh my god. That, that was my. Uh, that was my fucking Salma Hindi. There you go. Salma Hindi. Shout out to Salma Hindi. She's doing great things, man. Super proud of her. Um, she fucking destroyed, like, she kicked my ass in season one, and I, and I had no comeback. Like, because usually I'm pretty quick and, and sure. you know. Because that's the thing. You could write as yeah, much yeah. as you want, but if someone destroys you like that, you can't just, like, pull something that's but the not funny even thing related. Is, so here's, here's how I feel like they fucking played me. Uh-oh. <laughs> but they edited shit out or something? No, no, no. Okay, okay, I was going to say. This is my conspiracy theory. This is my, okay, Rose, okay. This is my Rose Battle conspiracy theory. <laughs> so, uh, so Sam was uh, Muslim. And every time you see her, she's got the hijab and all that kind of stuff. Sure. And I'm like, she can't say anything because, you know, they'll kill her. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's haram. You sure. know what I mean? You can't, you can't say some haram oh, shit. You can't come God. up and, you know what I mean, talk about pussy and my mom and, That's too funny. and my wife getting fucked and shit. You know what I mean? I was like, I didn't see that coming. So yeah. then, when, then when those bullets started penetrating my vest... <laughs> I was like, man, I didn't pack big bullets. I packed small bullets. <laughs> I didn't think right? I was going to have to kill a bitch. Oh, my God. And then uh, and then she put her foot all up in my face and kicked the shit out of me on roast battle. So when I got asked to come back for season two, I'm like, that shit ain't happening twice. So that's how I ended up coming hard, which is, I feel bad for Keith and Ron, but I had to do it, bro. <laughs> Especially that one with Keith. Yeah. That, that's the yeah. one I enjoyed the most, like, I honestly. Had to, uh, I had to cut a motherfucker's head off and hold it up. Who else want to fuck with Hollywood Cole? <laughs> Who want to fuck with Hollywood Cole? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, speaking of, is it harder to roast, say, a female versus a male, or even someone you know versus someone you don't know? No, because you know what it all boils down to, to be honest with you? Oh. There's so much information online about anybody. That's true, too. You don't have to know All them. you got to do is yeah. just do a little bit of, do a little deep dive. Sure. You know, whether it be on Instagram or TikTok or even just Google the motherfuckers, because, you know what I mean? And find out what their their credits are or their shitty credits, and you know, and and, and, and even if you know, you should know them well from the local yeah, scene. Yeah, and stuff, yeah, right? yeah, you know I mean? assume everyone knew everyone who was on yeah, there, yeah, yeah. right? And, yeah. and I and I genu- genuinely like to <clears throat> bust balls out of love. I'm that oh, guy. Yeah, I'm the same. And yeah, you know, I mean that that's just how I grew up. My uncles and aunts sure. fucking 
you know what I mean? Made sure I had no self-esteem. So um, <laughs> That's like, exactly I'm, it. I'm like, I'm not going to be the only motherfucker that live like this. <laughs> you going to get some too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get some too. So, yeah. Oh, my God. That's like, okay, how about this? Is, was there anything off limits? Is there like a list of stuff you guys couldn't say or bring up or anything? Ah, uh, they didn't really say anything. Uh, usually, oh, whatever okay. you handed it, handed, I can't believe I said handed it. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you handed totally. in, uh, you would get notes. And if there was anything glaring, then they okay. would be like, yeah, so they do proofread it at least. Yes, because it's going yeah, on yeah, TV, yeah, 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 so I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. can't be out yeah. there doing like yeah, yeah. Kanye shit. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can. But well, that ain't go to air. So, um, so yeah, yeah, they 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 kind of push you back into play and be like, yeah, I like how about you change this to that and. That was it. Nothing crazy. You know what I mean? And one of the rules I always I found funny every time the host said it was... No physical contact? Like, what the hell? Like, seriously? Did hey, they honestly think that was going to happen? Hey, I can't promise I won't knock a motherfucker out. I can't. <laughs> but would you, though? What, okay, what's, on, what's your limit? I don't know. Oh. You got to hit it first. Oh, so no one's hit it yet. That's what I'm saying. For me, no. Oh. I was like, what the fuck did you just say? But what do you think it would be? Obviously, no your idea. kids, I would think. Anything horribly said about your kids. No, I don't give a shit. <laughs> no, no, it's not that I don't give a shit. It's not that I don't give a shit. Is but I know, you, you don't think don't, it, yeah. If you don't know them, then what you're saying is just made up shit. And I'm not going to let made up shit uh. fucking, you know what I mean? I'm not going to let made up shit fucking fuck with me. But if you say some seriously disrespectful shit that, you know, that you know is, is off limits, then it's like, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> I can't promise that it won't that I won't be like what the fuck you know what I mean so and the one thing I don't understand I, I love the concert and again I'm no executive and obviously I don't work for CTV or Crave but one thing why isn't it tournament based and then the winner at the end gets like a Crave special or something like wouldn't that be awesome I just assumed that's what it would have been and then like that you build an audience yeah. on that platform and then you know and then, and then Crave champion. makes money the person like and then there's on. a champion for the next season and that too right yeah. Well, again. I guess it's easier to package TV. I'm assuming uh, it's I'm, I'm assuming it's cheaper to shoot it that way. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And right now it's like right now content is is currency. That's so true, it's and like, it's so quick too, yeah, yeah. right? So to instead turn of turning it into a, and I'm not saying it's a real, not a real TV show. You are right, of course. But instead of making it like you said, bracket based and you know down to a champion, they're like, let's package some shit so that we can post this in clips on social media and hopefully get some money to shoot this again next year. Yeah, no kidding. So, do you know if there is going to be a season three? I Have think there heard? is. Actually, there oh. is. There is. I think they recorded it already. Oh, shit, even better. I think they shot it already. Yeah. I think in early September, I think they did. So, early September 2022, whoever's listening to this. <laughs> there you go. Okay, how about this? Would you ever want to roast an actual celebrity if you were invited to one of those Comedy Central roasts? Yeah. Um, just because what I'm finding now... so. I pushed back early, but not not in a not in a they shouldn't be able to do this kind of way. Okay. I just I just took me forever to accept all forms of comedy and all forms of of creative expression. So back in the day, if I saw like a, a social media, Instagram, whatever poster or content creator or whatever, I'd be like, yeah, that's not that's not real comedy. But mm. I think what I mean to say is that's not stand-up comedy. Oh, okay. It's comedy, sense. but it's not stand-up comedy. Exactly. But I just, I just grouped everything as stand-up comedy. So I just said oh. comedy. So I pushed back on that myself, personally, for a long time. And now okay. that I see enough people doing it and they're monetizing it, and who right. the fuck am I to hate on a motherfucker who's trying to be better and, and get paid from, from the game? You know what I mean? And the game always takes and takes and... You know, you figured out a way to fucking take back from the game. So, you know, I, I I should fucking pay attention to what the fuck's going on and see how I can also add that to my repertoire. You know what I mean? Well, so. it's true. And especially if you have talent. Like, obviously, we've seen the Charlie Sheens of the world where it lasts for yeah. one or two shows and he fizzles out. Yeah. So you could only go so far. But then you have guys like Steve-O. Like, look what he's doing. And everyone's yeah. giving him props. And apparently his show is fantastic now yeah. compared to when he first started. He was a joke. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? And, yeah, I think if you're talented, who cares where you come from? And, yeah, monetize And who, cares, it. And who cares what you do? So that's why, like, if it's like someone, hey, would you do one of those roasts? Yeah, so I can be seen. You know what I mean? That's now true. it's all about how you package yourself. And, and, and 
I can because everything's a fifteen second clip or a thirty I second know, clip. So if I right? chop down my clips to roast battle, uh, the roast of Charlie Sheen, fucking sketchy TV, people would watch shit. Yeah. Uh, Rick Mercer, JFL, blah blah blah. He's like, oh shit, he's done. Oh 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 oh. Maybe we shouldn't pay attention. So I, I, now I don't think there's any again. Fucking the Paul brothers are fighting former okay. athletes. So I'm so all of a sudden me doing a, a celebrity roast is the fucking standard that we're we're drawing the line on. So no man, everything's fair game now. And fuck it, I'll play in the Wild Wild West for a bit. I like yeah, to shoot why guns. not? I like to shoot guns. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, we we talked about you writing and everything, and. Okay, you wrote on Russell Peters' Christmas special back in 2011. Uh-huh. How did all that come to be? And was Russell that like your first I, major gig? Russell and I go way back. Oh, shit. Okay. Russell and I have known each other since we were 19 years old. Oh, wow. And so when we okay. first kind of came onto the comedy scene, we were the only two guys that kind of related to each other. Both into hip-hop, you know, you know. Just, Were you a DJ too? No. Okay. I, I, I just, I just, <laughs> I, I just, I just grew up with hip hop. You know what I gotcha. mean? Gotcha. Like when hip hop, like since I was 12. real hip hop. Yeah, yeah. You know what okay. I mean? Well, I want to say real hip hop. No, come on, you can say it. Don't. No, I can say we, we can have a conversation about that too. God, I was just thinking, and it's funny because I wasn't even thinking of it in context of this show, but I was thinking about hip hop um, on my way here when I was was coming, and then I came up with like, oh, okay. Um, but Russ and I go way back and, you know, still, still really good friends. And he, he, we have a very similar sense of timing and sense oh, of okay. humor. Sure. So he thought I would be a, a, a good addition to the writing team to, to make it, you know, to make it pop or whatever. I just think, nice. uh, <laughs> uh, it, it was, it was, a, it was a great project. It was, it was, uh, what I loved about it was just how much, Part like John Lovitz and Michael Bublé and Faison Love and and fucking yeah, you know, I was like, wait, where are all these people go? What? what is <laughs> this is crazy. It was good. It was oh, good times. That's okay. Let's get back to hip hop before we get into the worst story of the week and wrap this shit up. Okay. Okay. What, what do you mean it's not real? Or okay, so today's generation not being real hip hop. It is to them. Well, of course, right? So. It's an evolution because you don't you don't listen to the so the shit that was popping for your parents back in the day when they were early twenties that fucking resonated with them. If right. they played that shit for you, and and you'd be like, that's, that's all old and yeah, dated. Yeah, but okay, and shit but that's like a little that. bit different because my parents listened to old Portuguese music. They're exper- but so. I like I like the fact that they're, they're you can still find <clears throat> hip hop out there. I just think they make music for themselves they make music for fucking 18 or 16 year olds to 20 whatever year olds so that's the sound of what they listen to and but it's not hip-hop though it's just a version. i know it's a subgenre, it's a, but maybe this should be called it. something it's just, it's else just, it's just an evolution of it you know what i, I mean hip-hop so, can't but... all sound like the same thing and that's like i remember no, I when agree. my and because my favorite group of all time is de la soul okay and i remember when de la soul came out and people sure. didn't like their sound because they thought it was way too fucking crazy and using all these different sounds and all that kind of shit you know what i mean and then eventually you you just realize that they're dope and i get it's not the same thing but uh i like the fact that they at least are doing their own thing i don't like all of it i don't appreciate all of it but i appreciate the fact that they get to express themselves the way that that's how they feel at that moment in their life and i can't expect them to be into fucking Rakim and X-Clan and KRS and BDP and Big L and, you know, I mean, I can't expect them to, you know, be into that. But I would hope that at some point they put some respect on their name. Well, and that's what I was going to say because, okay, I totally understand. I agree with you to to all those points. That's fantastic. But it's to the point where they don't recognize the people who came before and but when we were young, we didn't give a shit about what old people did back in the day. Like I never really looked in. It's like, man, I'm glad the who did what they did. Well, no, thought, like, but in hip hop, I did. Like, I, you think I like like the early shit, like the really, really early shit from back in the day? I love it, man. Not as much like oh, yeah, Heavy D. I'm not a fan of Heavy D, but I appreciate. His I almost threw this glass at you. Oh my god! So you're, you're a Heavy <laughs> yeah. D fan? No, I'm I'm a I'm a hip hop fan from back in the day. He made hip hop fun, like. You know, but see, I, and I appreciate that. But I, I can't, and, though. So he was Drake before fucking Drake. 
Because when you think about it, Drake, you know, lends or borrows some of the Jamaican thing. Fucking Heavy D was Jamaican. Fucking Jamaican, light-skinned Jamaican dude who lived sure. in Mount Vernon, who sang and danced and sang to chicks. <laughs> the fuck does Drake do? Sing and dance and sings to, and fucking raps for chicks. Heavy That's D's, you know, I mean, Heavy D's. There's so many comparisons. Heavy D, Heavy Drake. Wait a minute, what is this, Quantum Leap Hip Hop? No, I'm just kidding. It's so funny you bring that comparison, because when I had Keith Pedro on, he compared Drake to... LL oh, Cool J. No, no. Kidding. totally kidding. <laughs> it was LL Cool J. Because if you think about it, back in the day, it was the same thing. He had that hardcore stuff, mm-hmm. and then he also had that lady music type yep. of stuff, right? And he was always in a fucking battle with some other MC. That's true, too. You know what I mean? Uh, and LL Cool J always fucking, you know what I mean? Always brought it. Still did. You know what I mean? I learned the word vernacular because of LL Cool J, because he said it in a Much Music interview. And he's like, yeah, my vernacular, the way that I kick it. (laughs) I'm like, man, that shit sound cool. (laughs) And then I put a ton of Vaseline on my lips. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Licking them after? (laughs) (laughs) Is she? Bloatitious. Oh, my God. Delicious. Oh my god. No, I but know you gotta rap. there is some like current stuff. Like I, I can't say I hate everything because there are some bangers nowadays. But of, but that's the thing stuff. too. Like a lot of this stuff. Again, we grew up in the era where you yeah. go clubbing. Correct. You can't play half of this stuff in a club and no. be there and be like, yeah. Let, it, but I that's see, not how they. Like, you know, that's not how they generate money. They generate money through streams. Like these motherfuckers oh, don't even. And plus, leave. everyone's at home now. No yeah. one goes to clubs. Nobody anymore. even fucking leaves their house. They just. That's true. Stream music. It's a completely crazy time to me. So super interesting to see how my kids like you know are going to, you know, consume shit, you know. It's so weird. Like, I looked forward to... Going out. uh, Going out. (laughs) And when it it came to music, I looked forward to either buying an album, a CD, or or a cassette tape, and looking at art, at the fucking artwork on the thing, and who did they thank, and all that kind of shit. And I'm like, who the fuck is... Or who produced it. Yeah, all all that kind of shit. No, I was the same way. So they that's completely lost on them because oh. they're that's the only thing that that I I, I feel sorry about but um, it just might be some old man shit is uh, it's it's very rarely a catalog it's never very rarely an album it's okay. like all right I got two singles and I made a fucking billion dollars off of that and some NFTs you know right. as opposed to you put out a classic you know the source you know five mics. The, the elusive five mics, you know, review kind of thing. I know. That's so, the thing. Well, I've like, never heard of a five mic review anytime in the last fucking ten years. And I don't even remember a recent album where I could listen to start to finish. Back in the day, it was yeah. like album after album. And the ones that didn't, yeah, like, yeah. fell to the side. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, I feel you. Like, you could go through, like, you. even... Who was I thinking the other day? I can't remember now. I was listening to it. And I'm like, oh, no, it wasn't him. But anyways, it was someone, I was like, his first album was dope, but everything else sucked. The sophomore curse, baby. And he's current. But back in the day, we had like, everyone would have like something like... Correct. It it wouldn't matter. Like, look at M, look at Dre, look at Pac, like, you know what I mean? All the greatest of all times. It's like, start to finish. Yeah, yeah. And even the grown man rap is actually what got me through the pandemic. The albums that got me through, or the artists that got me through, uh, were Big Sean. Oh, shit. uh, J. Cole. Uh, Jay Z, Nas's album, oh, wow, yeah. um, Donda, and uh, who am I missing? I know I'm missing somebody else, but yeah, uh, Chaos, mm. and um, yeah, man. So I still, I still dig it. I still dig fucking hip hop a lot, a lot, a lot. You know what I mean? I'm a hip hop kid, but I'm also an island kid. So, uh, well, then speaking of, you actually enjoy like dancehall reggae, dancehall well? reggae, soca. You I was gonna say it, yeah, soca too. Mean? That's right. Like uh, again, and I go way back to to the days of Sizzla, Capleton, wow. you know, Ninja Man, fucking, you know, Bounty Kid. See, even that genre. Like yeah. I haven't heard again. Maybe it's just me. It's all I'm, different now too. I was man. gonna say, like, what's hot, the up and comers like from dude's the like, islands nowadays? Dudes like fucking Skilly Bang, Popcon, you know, that no, kind of shit. No, One of my no. favorite dudes is a conscious. Two of my favorite guys conscious okay. dudes uh, uh chronics and protege um two fantastic fantastic uh, artists shensia i love she's oh just, yeah that's like my shensia, wife's favorite. yeah shensia is just like if i was a chick she is shensia would be my spirit animal oh shit basically shensia walks around like her pussy's a giant dick like, <laughs> like that's the energy she has and i'm here for all of it i love shensia she's such a fucking She's just just such a lady. She's such a fucking lady. You know just I mean? everything about it. her, like all yeah, her tracks everything. are bomb. Yeah, yeah, like, the way she flows, yeah, yeah, everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? She's she's 
is fucking dope, you know. And then, uh, yeah, and then there's soca music from the Macho Montanos to the Kesta bands and and the voices and the Irfan Alves and you know Shao Marshalls. You know, I'm, I'm into all of that shit, man. I love See, it. and maybe I'll let you and see it because it still feels like that old school vibe it does. from back Very in the much day. So, so has all so. the other stuff evolved like hip hop, or is it still sort of the same type Tell of me shit, vibe but, and feel? But, but Jamaica, Jamaica sells Jamaica. Jamaica understands. Sure what their energy is. And, of I, and I love Jamaica for that. Jamaica <laughs> is super proud and super unapologetically proud of who they are. You know what I mean? And exactly, exactly. So, yeah, man, it's all good. So, Awesome. Bro, thank you. You ready for the worst story of the week, my friend? Give me the worst story of the week. <laughs> okay, so, I might know this answer because we talked about it a little bit before, but do you have any allergies or anything you're allergic to? <laughs> I'm allergic to cats. <laughs> Of which you have two. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I should have said that beforehand. It's hilarious. <laughs> but I've been good. I've been so far. I, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Okay, how about this? What do you think the worst allergy would be? Like if someone was like, if you could avoid this one for the rest, of, what would it be? Like you would never want to have. I would want to be allergic to clothes. You wouldn't want to be allergic to clothes? No, because then you got to wear clothes. You got to be naked all the time. You can't be allergic Aww. to clothes. I'm sure they find some some kind of vegan clothes or something. <laughs> Ooh, that don't even sound right. <laughs> okay, well, this week's story I think is the worst allergy of all. Like I've never heard of this, but this is true. So bear with me here. So, this week's story features a man who's allergic to his own orgasms. Oh man, that's that's just some twisted shit. That I think is the worst thing to be allergic to. Can you imagine this? So when this 27-year-old man comes, he immediately starts to get flu-like symptoms that would last for days. Oh, that's horrible. Right? So this began with him when he was 18. So he gets like cough, continuous sneezing, runny nose, even a rash outbreak. His lymph nodes would swell up. Horrible. Like he would look like a monster (laughs) after he would come. And it didn't matter if you had sex with a woman or if he masturbated. It would oh, still happen. I thought you were say sex with a woman or sex with a man. No, it didn't matter. <laughs> as long as he came, he would feel sick. And this is actually a very rare disease. So if oh, someone wants to learn something new today, they actually have a name for it. Oh, my God. What is it? It's called post-orgasmic illness syndrome. Post-orgasmic illness syndrome. Poise. Poise. He's got poise. He's got poise. And he's getting no poise. He can't get no poise, or he gets poise. And in the past 20 years, only 60 known cases. So that's how rare it is. Oh, man, that's got to suck. Can you imagine this poise? And 18 at your peak is when you get it. Dude, how are we not having a GoFundMe for this guy? (laughs) How are we not not raising funds for this guy? How, How is science not on this? When so, you need Pfizer to do something real, this is who they. So here's the kicker: there was no no, there's no known cure apparently, but luckily they were trying all kinds of stuff with him, different pills, alternative medicine. They finally found a cure for the guy. All he has to do is pop a pill before he has sex, and it's a pill of Allegra. Cures it like this. So wait, nobody thought of fucking antihistamines before this shit. I guess not. Do you know how mad I would be? Right. Imagine a guy who's been suffering for years and years, and this dude strolls around in 10 years, gets to cure like this. The sad part of it is this motherfucker had hay fever. This would not have been a problem. Because he would have figured that shit out. That's true, right? He would have figured this shit out. That's what you have for getting healthy lungs, you bitch. Oh, my God. But the thing that goes through my mind now is every time he has sex, he has to pop a pill. So how does he explain to the chick that it's not Viagra? (laughs) What's more embarrassing, Viagra or that you rash out after coming? Rash out. He's like, let me get this straight. You allergic to pussy? <laughs> no, it's not pussy. It's coming. <laughs> that's even weirder. Oh, that's like the oh worst thing you could bestow on someone, I think. Oh, my God. He needs to fucking check what he did in his past life. That's a horrible punishment. Right? Oof, oh, guy. my God. <laughs> well, Jean-Paul, thank you very much for being here thank today. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Plug your stuff. Anything you want to promote. 
Uh, just check me out at John Paul uh, Comedy on Instagram and Twitter and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, look out for the Brown Bag. Myself and Rod Jossel are on tour as well as uh, you know, just me being all over the place. And uh, I'm gonna be getting merch out soon. And uh, yeah, man, just follow me and have a good time. And as I like to remind everybody, the from the book of Hipster for I, spread love, live fun, and practice happy, man. That's all I ask. Awesome. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast DAP. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast DAP at gmail.com. Please rewind to the top of the show. Support those fine sponsors because what helps them all most definitely helps me out. And most importantly, please, each and every week, rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. One last question before I let you go, my friend. Sure. Out of all the hats that you could wear in comedy, I know it's very broad. There's so many jobs and so many things. If you could do just one thing for the rest of your life. Stand up. Really? Stand up. Just stand up. There's nothing like it, man. Oh. There's nothing like it. Like nothing. That's it's, crazy. It's everything. It's, it's dangerous. It's risky. <laughs> it's zen. You know what I mean? It's, it's beautiful. It's art. It's Have you ever up. been attacked, by the way? Um, or no, I, not or like that. No, not like that. No one throwing not, anything? Or, yeah, no, no, not okay, like okay. that. Yeah, I mean, I've had people you know, want to fight, but... <laughs> I know, people, to, uh, I know how to fucking get out of that shit. But no, never attacked and shit like that. I've had people leave, but never. I'm going to fuck you up. Never, <laughs> never that shit. Never that shit. So, yeah, stand up for sure. Awesome. On that note, he's Jean-Paul. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace. Shout out. <laughs>